The Versecast is brought to you by Engine. Create your free gaming community website at enjin.com. Gentlemen, boys and girls, the moment you've all been waiting for, the Versecast. You're listening to it now. My name is John Abraham. My name is Jimmy Krauka. And I am your worst nightmare. <laughs> I was going to try to do a Sylvester Stallone, but it just kept coming out really, really bad. <laughs> Where does Stallone come out of that? <laughs> Rambo 3. That, that's where that, that line uh, originated. From back in the day, 1984 or something like that. Oh, okay. I guess I was just doing generic, like, 1930s radio voice and not, like, a a fight announcer. Yeah, no, no. I was was on the same page with you, John. Uh, Gleep Gleep broke script. Okay, good. Yeah. yeah, yeah. (laughs) Wait, wait, wait. Where does that start? Because the, um, wait. My God. Rocky. Rocky. No, no, Rambo. Rambo. Rambo, Rambo. 3. I, I, okay, I'm completely lost now. When when we battled the Russians, you know, in the okay. 80s, when they were in still the bad 80s? guys, and yeah. why why did it have the same sound as what I was doing? Oh, it didn't. It didn't. But okay, I was so in... it's completely random. The Stallone Gleep, thing. Gleep's, Gleep's still working on improvisation. Hello, this is Versecast, right? Of course, it's completely random. He's you, you gotta you gotta give him some time. He had pre-prepared notes, and you threw him off with your nineteen oh, twenties okay. voice. So you know, improv. You know, it's not not for everybody. He has to keep to the script. You, you guys and your spontaneity. You're killing me, Smalls. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, this is the Versecast episode thirty-four. Today is June twenty-second, twenty-nine forty-five, Standard Earth Time. I am not Rambo. I am, well, I don't know who I am, but I'm here, and that's important. You're random. Random. Duh. With a B on the end. Uh, Thank you, Ronald Jenkins. The song is still called Fall Drift. It is off of Ronald's album, Alphanumeric. Check it out at www.ronaldjenkins.com. And before I forget... It's Sacramento area meetup time. Yeah, ding, 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 ding. Saturday, uh, the 27th, June 27th, so mere days from now, from 7.30 until late in the evening, it's going to be at a place called the Coin Up Game Room. And that is located on 908 or at 908 K Street in lovely downtown Saco Tomatoes, California. Uh, thanks again to Abby, Abby Physics for putting this event together and... All NorCal Star Citizen fans are welcome to attend. Come on out. Meet some fellow uh, Star Citizeners. Even if you're not a guy with ship, you should definitely go check it out. 
Yes, absolutely. Yeah, come uh, come have a good time. Uh, it looks like a pretty cool place. It's just uh, opening up, uh, or it opened up fairly recently. I have not been there myself, but it uh, looks like it's got all kinds of uh, old school um, uh, games and uh, some new gaming stuff too, and snacks and, and beverages. So I think, I'm sure everyone will have a great time. Uh, the 27th from seven and 7.30 until late, uh, Coin-Op Game Room. I will put a link in the show notes. So guys... What have you been up to? How you been? Good, good. I um I have uh, on route from Japan a uh, C3PO and R2D2 model that wow. I'll be working on in the uh, the next uh, few weeks. I'm very excited. That is very very cool. And this is from your same friend that you were talking about before. Yeah, his um he had asked me. He said, "Was there anything that you wanted?" Because his parents send him a care package every month from Japan. And, uh, you know, he's like, do you, do you want to get any more of them? I'm like, yeah, I'd really like to do the R2-D2 and the C-3PO one. He said, all right, cool. And uh, he wrote me back a little while later and said, done deal. I said, great. How much do I owe you? He said, my parents like you. They said it doesn't cost anything. I'm like, man, come on. Well, that's, that's for awfully nice. Yeah, I told him that I would remember it, though. Hopefully, uh, if the missus and I get out to Japan in the next year or two, we'll be able to take them out for a nice dinner because they're really nice people. Very cool. Very cool. Never been to the Japan. Have you been before? No, 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 no. I've only been to Mexico. I'm looking forward to seeing some more sights. Oh, excellent. And uh, John, what have you been up to? Nothing. Excellent. Nothing wrong with that. Yep. Anything in particular? <laughs> nothing? Uh, I've been... In, no, I have <laughs> I have been doing nothing. John's like, I've been... literally not gotten out of bed in a week. Right. But my arm is still attached, <laughs> and I can feel it. So that's, that's excellent. good. That's yeah. excellent. That's so, so. You're working on your Howard Hughes fingernails. Uh, I, I'm not. Howard, Howard Hughes was an eccentric millionaire, Johnny, but ended up uh, becoming a recluse and growing really long fingernails and hair. Go. Oh, okay. I see. I know who Howard Hughes is, but I didn't <laughs> know about this fingernail thing. Yeah, he got all weird at the end. Yeah, yeah. Oh, towards the end, there wow. he got all weird. Yeah. Yeah. So that's why the spruce goose never turned into a plane that I could fly in. Sure. That, that, that's, a, that's as good a reason as any, I suppose. Sure. I was always upset plywood. about that. That thing was so cool. <laughs> well, it was. <laughs> they flew it once, and that was it. Barely. Yeah, like 20 feet off the water. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Well, you know, I don't know, you know. We're talking Reminds about me Howard with- Hughes right now. It reminds me of oh, that's the, right. the Avenger the the Avenger in some ways. Really? Ew. Because that was just hurtful. They they John's offended. Iterating or on Cleep's it. offended. <laughs> oh, because yeah. they've iterated on it? Yes. No, because they aren't iterating on oh, it. Oh, 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 I got you. <laughs> oh. Yeah, I want my spruce goose variants, damn it. <laughs> All right. Well, speaking of CIG, um, not a whole heck of a lot, guys, this week in the official um, uh, media stuff. Heads um, heads down. I think they're. I think they're just. You know, we uh, we talked about it just before we started recording. I think they're just they're just working hard. Heads down, trying to get stuff done. I, I think you're probably right. I think that uh, that they are really focused on making Star Marine work, and they are uh, they've committed to uh, getting her done, as Larry the Cable mm-hmm. guy. Uh, uh, is uh, fre- frequented to say. Um, well, but I, I looked at the uh, the like the list of people showing stuff at the PC gaming show at E3. Yeah, and I noticed CIG in there. 
Yeah. And I thought either they're going to reveal something like FPS is dropping soon, like give us an actual date, or they're not going to say anything. And it mm-hmm. ended up being the latter. <laughs> mm-hmm. You said a little, uh, a little message from uh, from Chris. Yeah. Well, there were there were a couple of peaks and a couple of visual peaks there that were pretty exciting. Um, we, oh yeah. We, we have that in in the in the notes, which I follow so assiduously. Um, a little later in the show. How's that? Mm, sounds good. All right. But before that, we have Scythe Q&A. We talked about the Scythe last week. It's going to be flyable. It's going to be flyable for the, I guess there's 2,500 folks that uh, got it, got in on that when it was available and are the uh, lucky, proud owners of, of the Scythe. Is that correct, Jimmy? Do you know? Uh, I don't have the exact number in front of me, but yes, I do know that it was extremely limited and will stay that way. Okay. Okay. Um, and they had a Q and A, just talking about some of the uh, uh, the stuff to do with that ship. And uh, Jimmy, what did you see in there that you thought was interesting? Well, there were three three points um, that I thought that stood out to me um, as interesting uh, topics to discuss. Uh, the first one was uh, a question was asked: uh, Will the UEE security shoot every scythe at on site? And the answer was no. Uh, ship recognition is more complex than just uh, according to its silhouette. So if you're, you're going to be broadcasting a Vandal IFF signal, though, uh, then you might want to look out because it's very possible that you'll get attacked. Um, so, what is IFF signal? Uh, I'm assuming that that's the... Uh, they call, I don't know what the terminology is, but I'm assuming IFF is the type of signal that you broadcast from your ship. Um, you know, it's going to be your, uh, your beacon, if you will, so that, you know, when the cops, uh, scan a system, your IFF signal will read that you're in a cutlass or that you're in a constellation or that you're in a horn. Oh, now what would the spruce goose signal sound like? Bum, 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 bum. That's what it would sound like. <laughs> or that. <laughs> Can we move on, please? <laughs> yeah, sure. Um, <laughs> uh, and then uh, also uh, be aware this uh, only applies to AI. Uh, it's uh, certainly likely that there will be jumpy players out there, though, that might shoot at a scythe if they see one on site. So just keep that in mind. Um, but I think it's interesting that they, they touch a little bit on the IFF signal. Um, you know, and I, I, I'm obviously curious to see how that works out across not just AI, but also uh, player scanning and, and so on and so forth. So interesting. Uh, basically, uh, you're not going to be a hot target everywhere you go in uh, every system if you're flying around in the scythe. But I would say that you're probably going to turn some heads uh, from people that are looking out their port window mm-hmm. or their you know, mm-hmm. starboard window. Well, I think it was the guys on Star Signal this morning that were talking about it and said that it's, it's basically just going to be a bling ship. That you know, yeah, it, yeah, it's, yeah. it's not going to have a whole lot of uh, practical uses in the in the PU just for that reason, yeah. or for the reasons that you stated, and that it's going to be the sort of thing that you know you fly in parades or you take to the corner store for uh, cigarettes. You know, right? Which actually uh, leads into uh, another question, which was, will the scythe be very modular? And the answer was no. Uh, weapons and upgrades for the scythe will likely be especially rare, um, as few human com- few human companies uh, uh, will uh, profit by making them. So there are no vandal ports in which you can trade. Uh, upgrades to the scythe will uh, will take the form of extremely limited 
human uh, manufactured add-ons uh, and then vandal weapons and equipment collected by scavengers. So yeah, you're not really going to be able to do a whole lot with the ship. And I, I think that you're absolutely right. Um, or uh, guard freak is absolutely right in that it's going to be a, Hey, check me out type of ship. It's a ship that you, you know, you, you, you pull up to your high school and, and crank Billy Squire and sit on the hood. Type <laughs> car. <laughs> nice. I'm, I'm thinking it's the perfect <laughs> ship to donate to the org hangar. Yeah, yeah. If somebody's got a if somebody's got a safe and they want to donate it to the org hanger, you know, good luck finding that guy. <laughs> this is going to be uh, Guar's favorite ship. Oh, absolutely! This is totally <laughs> Guar's favorite ship. Nice. Um, so, and then I think the last point that I found uh, interesting, uh, which I actually found to be the most interesting, was that uh, this is kind of going to be a tameable ship. <laughs> what? So, what? Like it, like ta- like we, we, we exactly when you tame creatures in the wild, it's kind of going to be the same thing. The question was asked: um, How would someone go about capturing a scythe within game? And the answer was: uh, In order to capture a native scythe, uh, you would need to knock down the shields, carefully disable uh, a significant portion of the uh, main and maneuvering thrusters, and then either kill or incapacitate the pilot. Uh, we intended uh, this to be a significant challenge for all but the best of fighter pilots. So basically, if you're a good enough pilot, you can tame a scythe. I guess hmm. I better start collecting narco berries right now. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> I get it. That's dinosaur food. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I, the Q&A is cool. Um, you know, it's it's an interesting read. It's relatively short. I think there's maybe 10 or 11 talking points. Um, we'll have a link in the show notes. Definitely go check it out. But those were the three things I thought were um, were interesting. Well, I, I think we are going to get. We all are going to get a chance to fly it at some point in the um, in one of the free fly events that they yes. have. So, um, I, how how are you guys feeling about in game? Would you put any effort towards getting one, or is it just sort of um, uh, good for you? Um, nice ship. I might try to get one. Um, that sounds like something you would want to do, John. I, just for some reason, when I read that, I was like, that sounds like something John would be into, into doing. Yeah, it's just for the challenge of it and to be able to have it in my hangar for other people to see. Yeah, okay. Okay, cool. All right. Well, speaking of Free Fly Weeks, uh, this week is one of those, and all the ships are available, all the flyable ships are available for flying. Um, so, uh, you know, I was, that was kind of interesting because, you know, I used to get really excited about these free fly weeks because it was be like, you know, Hey, I get a chance to fly a super Hornet. I've never done that. Or I get a chance to fly a Cutlass. I've never, never done that. Um, do you guys, does this guy, uh, does this flip your guy's skirt anymore? Or is this just kind of like a, a ho-hum thing now? Well, didn't we have one of these before? A few not, months back, I think we had a, not uh, all, all flyable ships, no? sh- All ships? A few months back. I think it was, it was, if I remember correctly, it was when I learned that if you take all of your ships out of your hangar and save it, when you load into the game, every ship that's flyable is in your hangar. Yeah, that's what I was remembering. Yeah, that's right. Okay, I I do remember that. Yeah, Yeah. that was only a few months back. Yeah. At this point, I, I, yeah, it, it doesn't really excite me very much anymore. I feel like I've been able to test everything that I care about. Mm hmm. And, Mm -hmm. um, I, I mean, kind of arena commander in general is a little bit boring to me yep. right now. Um, so I, I'm kind of just waiting for the FPS module. It's not like 
oh, I'm bored of Star Citizen. It's just like no, there no. there hasn't been anything out recently, and I'm fine with waiting. I just don't feel like playing Arena Commander right now. Well, yeah, it's it's just one module, and the thing is, once you know, it really depends on how deep you want to go. I mean, once you get used to the basic mechanic, once you understand how to fly, yeah, it can get a bit monotonous, you know. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. uh, for me, I mean, the thing that keeps me busy is I've been um, continuing to uh, write. Um, I've been continuing to write uh, uh, commands for voice attack. Uh-huh. Um, so that brings me into the game a lot. I go into free fly a lot and basically test out the, the commands that I've written. Um, so I've just learned how to switch profiles and, uh, now I'm kind of dialing in specific ship, uh, you know, to, specific ship commands, stuff like that's really cool. Um, another thing that I like to do is I like to really test my pilot skills by going full on into the meat, into the asteroids and trying to fly around them and seeing how good, how, you know, how quickly I can navigate through the asteroid field before I actually crash, um, which can be a challenge in your Hornet because, you know, your turn rate, your, your turn radius is not super strong. Yeah. Right. Um, but things like that, those are the things that keep me busy in the game. But I mean, I agree with you. It's, it's, you know, there isn't, there isn't, there hasn't been a whole lot new and the game itself isn't fully realized. So yeah, you're going to get a little bored playing the same module over and over again. Yeah. I think we're in a place where, at least for me, um, it, it doesn't, I don't, on the drive home from work, I'm not going, I, I want to get home, start the computer and play Star Citizen. Yeah. You know, it's, um, I want to get home, you know, there are other games that are out there that, that you know, make me excited to uh, to get home and log on. Um, but Solitaire. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Minesweeper. <laughs> um, but I mean, and that's Big not a dog. bad thing. That's not a bad thing, given, you know, what we were saying earlier about, you know, hey, they are heads down making, you know, what is arguably the largest update to the game to this point. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, and I do I do think that it's going we're going to have a snowball effect. I do think that um, for however long it takes for them to to finally get uh, Star Marine done. I think once that's done, I think we're going to start to see a snowball effect. I think we're going to get. Uh, the uh, social module sooner than expected. I think we're going to start to see ships rolling out again. I think that the big slowdown right now is the stuff they're trying to get done for Squadron 42 and the stuff that they're trying to get done for uh, for the first-person shooter module. And apparently the net code in right. regards to Star Marine is a huge problem right now. Right. Or, or right. a big enough problem that that's really what's slowing down um, you know, the release. I think that Ben made that comment. Uh, it might have been in reverse the verse when somebody said, "Hey, you know, hey Ben, what's the holdup?" And he said, "Well, I'm not really qualified to to tell you that, but just in general, net clo- net code is a major challenge." Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so. I think um, I I, I want to say in around the verse there was a mention to the fact that um, that they had f- that that they had to sift through a lot of uh, code and and kind of streamline. And they found a couple of things that were kind of gating the number of people that you could have um, in 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 a, a combat scenario for for um, Star Marine that they had to that they had to find that code and resolve that code. Uh, so there's a lot of that stuff I think that's going on right now too. Yeah, that was like a CryEngine bug, wasn't it? CryEngine bug, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There was some sort of there was some sort of player cap um, code written in the CryEngine that they had to uh, find and extricate from. Uh, the code and then make sure the rest of the game played so i'd imagine it's a lot of minutiae right now that they're going through to try and get everything tight yeah well you know i mean a couple of things about this that kind of make me uh feel sad is that 
Um, it's really too bad that the game is not more stable because all of these ships available would make um, Ace's Flight Academy like really good. Because oh, yeah. Because you, you, you could set up, you know, I want you guys in Hornets, I want you guys in Avengers, I want you guys in Gladius, and then we're going to do this, this, and this. I mean, you know, of course, taking into consideration that Ace is no longer available at that time in the evenings, um, or is not going to be coming up. But then also, I, I kind of feel a little bit bad, like, you know, they need our help to to balance the game. They need people to go out and play the game oh, yeah. to um, to help them with, uh, you know, balancing all the ships across uh, across the uh, the spectrum there. And, um, you know, I just, I'm, I'm not... Like like John was saying, I'm not down on Star Citizen. It's just I'm also just not terribly excited about it. I've got you know other stuff that I, given the the level of uh, of wow that it's uh, it's given me um, that get priority. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but well, does it seem like they're really that intent on balancing stuff right now? I they're, assume so. I well, mean, one I know one thing that they're doing um, that. Uh, that they had mentioned, uh, I, I want to say reverse the verse, but maybe not this week. Maybe maybe it was a previous week. Um, but one of the things they're doing, it was around the verse last week. Um, all of the ships currently are going through a uh, damage state and overall uh, combat balance. So it is actually happening, but it's not ready to test yet. Um, so because they did the um, the damage modifiers and then the, the uh, shaders uh, change, they're currently putting all of the ships through that process. And then they're also going to be doing a huge rebalance combat-wise. Um, they were saying, I think that's that's coming out in um, Arena Commander 2.0. So there, there will be a huge balance. But I think, honestly, at the end of the day, I don't think that there's even a lot for us to test on their side right now. You know what I mean? I think that they're like, you know, where the game is is, is where the game has been for quite a number of months now. Yeah. And I think they've they've gotten all the data they're going to get out of this iteration of Arena Commander. And I think that right now it's, you know, get the first-person shooter module together, get that out the door, get people back into the game, get the people back excited excited about the game, playing that. And then when we roll out Arena Commander 2.0, we'll have people back in Arena Commander with a full, you know, rebalance and new damage modifiers. And people will, will jump into that and really be excited to balance. So I think across the board, you know, there's... There's a lull in the community because there hasn't been a lot of new things that have come out, and the, and the Star Marines is late on release. But I also think that there's not a lot for us to do for them right now either. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Well, I, I just I just thought that you know because they're putting all those ships out there that it was you know on the one side it's a hey you know and you gotta you gotta think too that you uh, the three of us are different than the vast majority of Star Citizen backers. Yeah. Um, certainly I am. Um, I mean, there are, you know, the majority have a ship, you know, and they, you know, have an Aurora or they have, um, um, you know, maybe a Mustang and, and the opportunity to fly a Super Hornet, you know, just probably does mean a lot more to them, you know, than for folks that, that own one or who have owned one and, and sort of flew, flew it until the fun was done. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, I, right. I, I feel like we've talked about it before, but. It, it does seem like they are iterating on and fixing things that are just going to change like the next week. And like we saw it with the, the hangers, um, they came out with the hangers and then, um, earlier this year, I think they came out with hangers 2.0. And then mm-hmm. in that leaked document, we saw a few months, a couple months ago, 
we saw that they're going to be iterating on the hangers again. So it just seems like they're doing work just so they can scrap all of that and completely update it later when the game isn't even finished. Well, as I say, with the hangers, um, I don't think that they're that they're changing the hangers again. I think what they're what they're doing is the reason why they had done the hanger change in the first place was to make it more modular. And I think that the long game uh, has always been that what's going to end up happening is you're going to be able to uh, acquire additional modules for your hanger. You'll be able to acquire uh, a living room or or a mechanic shop or a bedroom. Um, so that was kind of the big reason for the change was to allow for that. Uh, mechanic to be possible for them to be able to do the modular system. Yeah. Well, in reverse the verse, we got um, a couple of interesting nuggets this week, I think. Um, uh, Jimmy, uh, you know, particularly interesting to you, uh, the Merlin apparently is not one of the two uh, flyable ships that's coming up uh, in the near future. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, that it's not going to be coming fly, becoming flyable becoming flyable uh at the same time that the scythe is now i haven't heard of another ship so maybe the the two ships uh was a mistake or maybe there's going to be something else Um, well it was it did come from reverse the verse when they had mentioned that there were going to be two flyable ships um and reverse the verse is a little bit more casual it's not quite official formal cig news so yeah that's true it's entirely possible that the scythe is going to be the only one they might surprise us with another one who knows okay uh, but they did tell us uh, that we are going to have a concept sale next week, and it is going to be not the Endeavor, as I had been asking for ever so politely. No, 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 my my patience and uh, decorum has not been rewarded. <laughs> no, we are going to get the Genesis Starliner instead, um, and it's going to be 400 simoleons. Uh, it's going to start on Friday the 26th, and... Uh, you guys, I guess it's going to be like a, a 747. Um, although, well, probably not. That's probably a, a poor size analogy because it's it holds 40 passengers, I think. Um, but does this this kind of thing interest you guys? This kind of gameplay, or um, uh, to me, it seems like, huh? That's that's going to be kind of dumb, like you know, just flying a bus around. But the, Ben seems to be pretty excited about it, and I guess there's going to be a design, a profession design doc that will come out, um, or at least some some information that will come out in conjunction with the sale. So I, I am curious to see what what that's all about. I think it sounds fun. I think yeah, being okay. a, a bus driver, or maybe a fancier, more like a like a a jetliner or something in space. Maybe stretch hummer limo driver yeah i think it sounds fun i think i i'd be i mean i'm not gonna buy one i don't Mm -hmm. think it's i think it's something that i would work towards in game um rather than spend four hundred dollars on it Mm -hmm. um but you wouldn't melt anything for it no um i just think it sounds like another fun thing to try in the pu yeah yeah it might be a you know a fun thing to do like when you log in and you know, they're, your buddies are all off doing something else or, you know, you're, it's late at night and no one else is on. You just want to jump in there and, and you know, do a quick run and, um, yeah. Yeah, maybe make some quick money. Make some quick money, yeah. On defending, Jimmy? I was going to say defending against pirates, um, possible boarding action that incurs, the, the chaos of trying to defend 40 people from pirates as they're boarding your ship. I mean, you know, it does open up a lot of, good, a lot of gameplay. It's not something I'm super interested in, but... 
you know, again, it goes back to the whole Star Wars galaxy. Some people want to be moisture farmers thing, you know, and mm-hmm. I can guarantee that there's going to be a percentage of star citizens that are just like, yes, this is awesome. Um, I don't think it'll oh, set. Yeah, yeah. I don't think it'll set sale records, but uh, you know, it's a cool concept. I'm looking forward to to reading about it and, and checking out the ship. Well, what about folks that are like into flight simulators, like uh, X Plane, and um, you know, uh, what's the uh, Microsoft Flight Simulator X? You know, yeah. oh yeah, yeah, totally. F- folks that are really into that, I mean, that might be a, a real hoot for them. You know. Well, yeah, and like I even like just driving around in something like GTA, like I. Yeah. I like that there's no, um, like easy fast travel in that game because I get to drive places. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And there might be maybe this would be a good troop transport. You know, well maybe that's what I was it'll have some thinking, defense. Yeah. Maybe yeah, depending maybe upon its modularity, I mean, maybe it could be configurable for a personnel transport or a, um, um, you know, something that is moving people uh back and forth is, is its major theme but it could you know like prisoners maybe it could be a prison ship you know yeah yeah no absolutely it could be a prison ship um i'm sure there's going to be a heavily armored variant of it so yeah there'll probably be a troop transport version of it or like a dedicated troop transport so it'll be interesting to see you know it's it's another cool concept that you know they've made every other design doc sexy so it'll be interesting to see them make uh make that sexy as well yeah, I, I'm not lying. I mean, uh, it's Friday. I'm going to be hitting the refresh. Boom, 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 boom. You know, I want to oh, yeah, see totally. it as soon as it comes out. All right. And then probably the, the major hotness uh, that was revealed this week uh, is something called the Anvil F8. Um, it's going to be obtainable in the PU, uh, but we're going to probably see it in Squadron 42 first. Um, and there's not going to be a civilian variant of it to start, maybe someday, but it looks like you're going to have to... Um, go jack one off of a Bengal carrier, uh, at least in, in the uh, in the beginning. But uh, what did you guys think of that ship? Gleep, phrasing. Yeah, be careful. <laughs> phrasing. Anyway, um, yeah, no, I... Uh, they, jack one I, off of a Bengal? Yeah, phrasing. Don't say it again. <laughs> Anywho. Um, oh! <laughs> Holy God, it took you a while, didn't it? You guys are awful. Mm-hmm. You're the one that said it twice. My my mind was not in the gutter, Mr. <laughs> Mr. Mm-hmm. Poopy Pants. Moving on. Uh, so the uh, the Anvil F8, like there wasn't really anything official about it. They just kind of like threw it out there in uh, around the verse in ship shape. Like mm-hmm. That's that's the only real, you know, and then, of course, and then everyone saw the picture in ship shape and freaked out and was asking questions in reverse the verse. Um, but there was very, very little info on it other than that one picture that they had in um, in around the verse. Um, yeah. So I think it's a cool looking ship. Um, you know, I guess that's going to be the standard go to like the military squad combat ship. Like that's like the, the standard ship in the military. Well, the Gladius is the is the trainer, um, and I I don't. So if that's the case, what is, what is the Super Hornet, you know, or the Hornet? Um, what which one is the the military version of the Hornet? It's like an F eight, not an F eight. Um, the M. Well, you've got the, the M Super Hornet. Well, you've yeah. got multiple in in any military organization. You have multi ship multiple ships for multiple purposes, and some of those purposes overlap. So yeah. 
you know, the F8 uh, or the Hornet is a, is a heavy is a heavy fighter. Um, so I would say that uh, that the F8 the F8 Lightning is probably a, a lighter, more agile ship, um, but also is heavily armed. Or it could be newer too. It could be that the 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 Hornets that that we have are actually based on you know older technology. Right, and the Hornets and, are civilian are available to civilians now. So right, right. Um, so I, John, I think I saw you guys in the forum were talking about the F eight, and you made you made a comment which I thought was really spot on that it actually looks more like an Aegis ship than it does an Anvil ship. Yeah, it has a lot more sharper edges. Um, and I, yeah, I, I was saying that it has a lot of design cues from like the Gladius, uh, yeah. opposed to uh, another Drake ship. Is that yeah. Seth, right? Drake and Anvil. 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 Yeah, that's yeah. it. Yeah, I, I definitely agree. Um, and probably the biggest uh, bit of information we got is that Half Life Three is not confirmed. Correct. <laughs> Huge. <laughs> Huge yeah. bit of news. Yeah, so we can we can all get on we can all move along. Nothing to see here. There were um there were a couple of other things that I kind of gleaned out of Reverse the Verse. Um, one thing is oh. the the Dragonfly is undergoing a true concept. Um, what the look and the feel will be like, uh, how it will fit into the PU. Uh, they're trying to give that give it a personality and give it a role. Um, so at this point, uh, they're working on concept art and going through a ton of iterations. Um, it's a very, very long ways off from being considered for a concept sale, um, but it is something that they are pursuing and that they are working on. Uh, and then the other thing was apparently Ben is becoming the ship concept director. Yay. Good for, good him. for him. Yeah, no, totally. Um, but uh, what does so that mean? Well, it's it basically <laughs> hopefully, uh, hopefully we'll have a better idea of where the ships are and, and what's coming down the road. I, I do have to say I am a little concerned. There seems to be a lot of people doing a lot of things to try and get the ship pipeline organized. Like I thought Lisa was would would have fit into that position. That's what I thought too. But yeah. um, maybe Ben is is um, above Lisa. Right? Lisa, I mean, he is the director. Well, he's, he's bigger a, than her. Well, he's the ship concept director. It's mine. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, as a ship concept director, maybe he, him and Lisa aren't actually working together, you know, because he's prob- quite possibly overseeing um, all of the concept art. And maybe he's got because he's, he's been with Chris in one form or another for a very long time. Yeah. So it's very possible that, you know, his aesthetic is right in line with Chris's. And it's very possible that he's going to kind of take over like they'll still go to Chris but maybe more, maybe instead of bringing Chris six versions of a ship, he'll get three. You know, that, that Ben kind of whittles out, well, Chris definitely won't like this or he definitely won't like that, but he will like that type of thing. But, you know, regardless, congratulations, Ben. That's super yeah, awesome. Yeah, that's very cool. Very cool. I, I hope uh, you get a, a little bump in pay to go with that title. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. And speaking of Around the Verse, uh, Jimmy, what did you find in there uh, that was exciting to you? Well, um, Ben had mentioned at the top of the show, uh, Void Bomber has the ability to carry everything from torpedoes to boarding ships. Hmm. That's pretty cool. So uh, what? it's going to have to be a very tiny little boarding ship. How does that even work? Is it is it going to like, you know, torpedo its way into the ship, like break the hull and you board that way? Or I just thought that was a really interesting little bit. Um, about the void bomber that I wasn't aware of. 
Um, I don't know, what do you guys think? It sounds pretty cool. Well, do you remember from the leak they had the that boarding ship and it sort of looked like a tick? Like a oh, giant that's tick? right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so I'm, I'm guessing it's probably that. But you know what that makes me think about is something that they also mentioned in, uh, re- I think it was in uh, Reverse the Verse, where people were asking, will it be possible for us to tow other ships? Will, can, we, can we connect ships or can we... Um, uh, uh, you know, tow or, or, you know, lock one ship upon another. And they said that the physics engine won't handle that, which it sounds like, I mean, how would they, then how would they make it work that you had a boarding ship that's burrowing a hole in the side of your ship unless it's just like a cut scene? Yeah, I really couldn't tell you. I mean, I don't know. Um, but I, it is an interesting little nugget of news. And yeah, I forgot all about the... Um the uh, concept art that got leaked, but no, that makes sense. I, I think it's going to be, you know, if they're planning on having these little boarding ships, um, I mean, it might be something we only see in squadron 42, who knows? Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, but that's going to be a pretty cool little uh, nugget of uh, craziness in combat and space combat. That, oh uh, yeah. Oh that's yeah. Real, I think is really going to kind of lend itself to the uh, boarding mechanics. So I'm excited to see what they do with it. Space orcs. Mm, space orcs. Space orcs. But I mean, then what, what was the, the Vandal ship that had that huge harpoon on the nose? And it's got like a, a, it has an apparatus or a mechanic for like launching that and then reeling, you know, putting it through the side of a, a ship like the Bengal and then reeling it back in. Um, is that only going to be something that exists in cinematic cutscenes or is that going to be a real threat out in the PU? I don't know. I, have to, I guess we're just going to have to wait and see. Um, oh, I knew you were going to say that. TM soon. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What? Questions. Yeah. And then, um, you know, just uh, like I said, there wasn't a whole lot, uh, you know, a couple of things, that, a couple of other things um, that we mentioned earlier, uh, Travis and Darian uh, had talked about that they're doing the full ship balance uh, and putting all the ships through the pipeline for damage modifiers and a balance for 2.0. Um, I thought the chip shape was was came out came together very nicely this week. It seemed a little bit tighter. It seems like they're really kind of starting to lock down the segment. And of course, we got that little sneak peek of the uh, of the uh, lightning. Mm-hmm. And then uh, another thing I thought was cool was there was an interview with um, with uh, one of the UI designers. His name is Zane, and he designed mm-hmm. the uh, Vandal UI. Yeah, and we've seen some pictures of it floating around. But the thing that I, I liked was he actually showed the startup screen, like when you first load into the ship. And it when it first when the UI first loads, it loads with all of the um, the Vandu symbols and the Vandu Vandal Vandal overhead. And then it glitches yeah, and switches yeah. into a standard um, UEE uh, user interface. And um, I thought that was really cool. I thought that was a nice little touch to um, uh, to add some depth uh, and some lore to the actual ship. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. It was interesting to sort of hear his thought process in in how he came up with the decisions of what to keep and what to to you know take out. I guess right uh, relative to the actual how it would be if you were actually a Vandul flying in the ship. So. Yeah, very very cool. Um, and then we had ten for the artists earlier. Um, I it's, to me it just sounded like a couple of guys with really cool jobs talking shop. A lot of it just went flying way over my head. Um, but I don't. Did Jimmy? Did you see anything in there that you thought was uh, was interesting? 
yeah, one little bit. Um, the question was asked um, if the asteroids and other objects in space are going to move and rotate. And that was something that never really even crossed my mind. But yeah, all the asteroids in Arena Commander currently are static. That's right, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's something you don't really think about. And uh, the question, the answer was yes. And apparently uh, they've done it already and it looks amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's currently too taxing on the physics net code. Um, the game needs to be optimized before they can introduce it. Oh. They, they didn't say when that would happen, um, but I thought that was really cool. And I think that's fantastic that, you know, eventually all of these meteors are going to be rotating and spinning around and making it even more of a challenge to fly around them. So, Oh, how cool would that be? Yeah, yeah, totally. Oh, excellent, excellent. Well, that was about everything we had coming official out of um, uh, CIG. And I think, as uh, Jimmy mentioned earlier, there was um, a brief video that Chris sent to the folks um, at uh, E3. E3. Yeah. And um, so anyway, I thought we might take a a few minutes here and kind of talk about E3. And I wanted to sort of look at it, at least in this show, we'll talk more about it in the uh, in the community show, but sort of talk about the reemergence of the space sim uh, in recent times here and going forward and how um, how that was uh, demonstrated or how that was spoken to at uh, at this most recent uh, uh, convention. Um, in particular, what interests me, of course, obviously the Star Citizen. I thought I thought the the video that, that Chris showed uh, had some some really incredible um, visual snippets in it. But I also uh, wanted to, to hit on Elite Dangerous and their Xbox uh, launch, Xbox One launch, and then No Man's Sky, which um, is uh, I think I'm very excited. For. I don't know if if uh, I think John John is also uh, very interested in this game. I don't know Jimmy if you have an opinion one way or the other about it, but uh, um, I, I thought that it's uh, it's an interesting idea, um, and well, I'm I, curious to see how how it plays. I saw a little bit of a game trailer, but I know very little about the game. Just briefly, for those of us that don't know, what what is it? I, I mean, I get that it's a space game, and I I think the video that I saw they were like landing on a planet, and there were critters and yada yada. But what's the what's the the thing about this game that makes it so interesting? Well, to my mind, it uh, I. I think the best uh, description I've heard of it, or the one that that piques my interest the most, is someone said that it is Minecraft meets GTA in space. Which um, so there there is the ability to build stuff. So you, I guess, when you start out, you are on a planet and you have to gather resources in order to create a ship so that you can actually go anywhere. And then you know, as John was talking about earlier, you know, one of the the our favorite things about uh, GTA is that you just get in your car and you drive. You just, you know, you just go see what's going on and you can, uh, you can either find something to do or um, there may be a mission you want to uh, complete, but you don't have to, you can just go to a, um, to a local uh, liquor store and stick it up. You know, if that's, if that's, you know, what you're feeling up to in that moment or, you know, go, go, uh, you know, uh, uh, instigate a fight with a cop and see if you can outrun him, you know? Yeah, so, but I don't think it's a survival game um, along the lines of, like, Minecraft. Um, I don't believe there is just straight-up, like, building stuff, but I think, I'm pretty sure there is, like, uh, collecting resources so you can upgrade your ship and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, the real hook for the game is that everything is procedurally generated. Uh-huh. Um, so there are going to be, I think they've said, like, 
quintillions of galaxies or something of, of systems. Is uh-huh. that is that a number? <laughs> it it is. It's a big number. It is now. Yeah. Um. And so they are. Pl- they will be planet size planets in every single system, um, mm-hmm. orbiting a star, uh, and every single planet will be completely procedurally generated. Um, so that's going to be size, uh, weather, um, the vegetation is going to be procedurally generated. So it's not just going to put different kinds of plants plants in. It's going to procedurally generate what color they are, how tall they are, what they look like. Um, and then that goes for the creatures that are on those planets as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and then you can, when you come across a new uh, planet, uh, you can name it. And then when somebody comes to that planet, they will see that you named it and that you've been there. Mm-hmm. Um, in at E three, they showed that you can. There's destructibility, so that you t- the guy took out his weapon, which I think is an all purpose weapon. Um, so it can be for shooting at people or creatures, um, and also for uh, like breaking up minerals that you need to collect. Um, right. Uh, so what they showed was, I think the guy was shooting at the rocks and then these sentinels came over, which are um, like robots that make sure that the planets aren't being messed with and like the wildlife isn't getting killed off. Mm -hmm. Um, So those are going to be like the enemies um, on the planet side, I believe. Well, they're Um, kind of like the police from GTA. I mean, you, if if you, if you act like too much of a jerk, they'll come after you. Right. Um, And then you can seamlessly just go right into space, um, and it's going to be like actual space size. Um, it's not like scaled down or anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the idea is you can like upgrade your weapon, you can upgrade your ship, um, you can upgrade your space suit. I think there might be jet packs or something. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when you get into space, there can be uh, like dogfights and stuff. Um, so they sh- they've showed off a bunch of this. There's like giant capital ships and you can it's i think it's like two sides that are going to be fighting for the most part um and then you can just like get in there and choose a side or go right past it or right um, and this is pc only no it's going to be pc and ps4 oh okay yeah that was sort of the big news is that they were going to because they've they've we've known that it's going to be ps4 for a very long time uh, but they had just announced this week that it is going to be released on PC simultaneously. So I think that's... I don't know if there's going to be any cross-platform play, but in some ways it doesn't really matter because though it is multiplayer... Um, and I think I've mentioned this game to you before, Jimmy, Journey. Um, it's a PS3 game. Yeah. Um, uh, he, uh, the the guy, uh, Sean Murray, who is I, sort of the, the, the head guy there, I think it's Hello Games. Is that the name of the company? I think so, yeah. Yeah. Uh, he was, he compared the multiplayer um, uh, component of No Man's Sky with Journey, where there, you would occasionally encounter other players in the game, but you don't actually get together and play. You would have, there would be no way for me to meet up with you uh, at a particular point. I mean, it's, it's really, it's just random where it is that you uh, run into people, which in Journey worked really, really well because there were places where you would just show up and you would see somebody and you would help them. And then um, uh, at the end of the uh, at the end of the game, uh, when you finish the game, it would 
roll the credits and it would say on your journey you interacted with these players and it would give a list of all the players that you had actually played the game with you know that's cool so the multiplayer journey was like you didn't even really you didn't specifically know that another player was playing with you um until the end that it told you that Right. Oh, you would see other characters, so you knew specifically. But there, there, there would be times when you wouldn't even see them, but they would actually be in the same game with you. Yeah. Um, one thing that's different, though, about I think about Journey and No Man's Sky is that in No Man's Sky there are also going to be NPCs. And what Mr. Murray said in one of the interviews uh, he gave this week is that. Um, there's going to be no distinction made or he wants to have it so that there's no distinction made in the game between player characters and NPCs. So you may, if you and I, you and I could be in the same place and we would have no way of knowing that we're both there. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, it's so funny. it's definitely, it doesn't sound like at least at launch, it's going to be just straight up multiplayer. No, um, no, 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 no. Uh, Will but, it work? I mean, is is the thing? It's like you know, it's one of those games where you're like, you know, it's definitely not formulaic. It's definitely not just a rehashing of something that's been done before. And it's gonna like, is this gonna is this gonna just be really different like Minecraft was, and just explode, or is this is this just stupid and gonna go away? Gonna, at yeah, are, are you gonna be bored after your third planet? You know? Yeah. yeah, it it seems like they've really nailed the technology, the procedural generation. Mm-hmm. Um, and like the big question has been like, what do you do? Right, um, right. And it's still kind of up in the air. They kind of explain that you, you're like collecting data, and honestly, I'm not even sure. <laughs> <laughs> I, I want to go exploring. I just want to go. You well, know, yeah, but how much yeah, can you explore? Yeah, that's. I the mean, big you draw. land on a planet, and it's like, oh, there's a cool new uh, creature there and a new plant, but you know, there's got to be some kind of gameplay there. Good point. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, but that's that's the thing that I want to do first. I mean, I'm 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 assuming that I mean, apart from you know digging up the necessary materials to uh, to craft my ship so I can get out of there, but um, I'm guessing that exploration and cataloging different planets and life forms and what have you is going to be a different profession if there is such a thing in the game than the guys that want to go mix it up in these uh, gigantic battles. Mm-hmm. So. I don't know. It's definitely, definitely got my interest, and 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 I think that it might be less likely that this game would have happened if not for um, the space sims gaining popularity again. Yeah, totally. And yeah. then, um, what is this about? Uh, it's, I know ED is going is coming to Xbox, but what's this close quarters combat? Well, that's something that's coming to the Xbox first, and a lot. I guess a lot of people in the PC world have their uh, their knickers all in a twist about it. Okay, um, it's it's essentially like Arena Commander. I mean, well, the the closest analog that I can think of is is Arena Commander. It's going to have game modes like Capture the Flag and Deathmatch oh, and, okay. and stuff like that. Um, but you're going to be able to um, uh, then use that experience uh, to uh, help further yourself in the elite dangerous pu um so um it's uh, it looks visually it's it's very impressive um i i was watching the uh, the, the launch trailer and uh, especially though there's there's a couple of launch trailers one uh, for the uh, xbox and then one there's a one specifically for the close quarters combat launch and uh, the ships appear in the trailer to handle much differently than they do 
uh, in my experience with the game. Um, they handle they, they they look like they handle a lot more like our ships do in Star Citizen with the ability to uncouple, decouple, and you know make quick turns and stuff like that. Whereas uh, in um, on Elite Dangerous on the PC anyway, uh, it's like you're just if you want to try to yaw, you're just yawn for days. You know. Interesting. Yeah. Well, yeah, the so. game does. That's kind of just how the game controls. Um, right, right. It I is mean, but different our, our... that way, but yeah, I agree. They do look a lot more nimble, yeah, um, and quicker to turn in the trailer. And I wondered yeah. maybe it does look uh, pre-rendered um, Could in be. some spots. So maybe, I think so. I think you're right, yeah. maybe that maybe it's not accurate to actual gameplay. But um, I, I really like ED. I think it's a great game. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it is kind of irritating that uh, Frontier has kind of given in to some uh, publisher kind of deals. Um, mm-hmm. it, it kind of felt like they launched early, and now that they're doing this Xbox exclusivity kind of irritates me because it was kind of a PC game first, right. um, and that's where they've gotten most of their support. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it it just feels kind of cheap that they're they are finally pushing out a big content update like this, and it's going to be Xbox exclusive, which doesn't make any sense because space games have or flight space flight games have not been big on consoles for a long time. Um, so it, it does feel like they're kind of abandoning their fans, but I don't know. Well, I think the, that the, the close quarters combat stuff is going to come to the PC version at some point. Yeah. Um, but, um, yeah, I, I I think that they have done stuff in a way that is financially expedient. And, um, uh, you know, who knows? I mean, you know, we're, we, we, don't, we don't have access to, to, to their books. I mean, it could be that they had to do that. Otherwise, they would have had to fold. You yeah, know, because you remember right before launch when they started cutting a whole bunch of functionality that they uh, that a lot of people perceived that had been promised. Yeah, uh, I, I don't to, know. To if, I don't know if if they don't have enough money because um, it's been like the top selling one of the top selling games on Steam since it launched on Steam. Well, right, um, but that's that's what I'm saying is back before then, back around launch last, last November, they weren't on Steam. You know, I mean, that's so they true. Yeah. they didn't they didn't have that cash then, so. Um, but and speaking, of John, did you upgrade yours and get a Steam key? No, can uh, have they started doing that? Oh yeah, yeah. You oh. can get a Steam key. You can just log into your uh, Frontier account on the on the Frontier website, and there's a place in your on your account page where you can generate a Steam key. And uh, the reason I did it was uh, mostly, you know, it, it integrates with Steam easier that way. But then also um, the way Steam puts stuff on sale. I mean, you. you if you want to add, at some point we're going to be able to add additional character slots or you know mm-hmm. skins or what have you, and you get that stuff on sale. They had the, they had the game on sale for I think forty nine bucks. Do uh, they during this, do they offer this... the skins on Steam? Uh, I don't know if they offer those yet. I don't I don't know if that's if that's going to be available. Okay. But uh, you know, it didn't cost anything, so um, I just went ahead and did it. Yeah, I'll have to do that. Um... It would be nice if it automatically update updated like Steam does, but I hear that you still have to go through their launcher to update. It's still good. It just you launch it in Steam. It just it launches the launcher. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, 
So anyway, I mean, they um, the other thing about Elite Dangerous at uh, at E3 that I was uh, interested in and excited about is uh, the integration with the Oculus and Oculus with Xbox. And I guess Oculus is going to be shipping with a special uh, edition of the Xbox One controller. And um, uh, it's, it's unclear to me uh, exactly what is going to work that Oculus will work with Xbox for some things, but it doesn't appear as though um, Oculus is going to be sort of the, def- there's going to be a whole series of VR games released for Xbox that you will be able to uh, do with Oculus or uh, enjoy with Oculus. Not initially, no. Um, basically, the what I got out of that was, and I don't, and this is kind of lame, but basically it's going to be like you're in a theater. It's going to be like theater viewing. So you put the Oculus on uh, for for the earlier the the earliest iteration when it's released uh, for Xbox is you basically you put the Oculus on and it's like you're looking at a, a movie theater screen. Mm-hmm. So you're not going to be actually in the game. You're still going to be looking at a screen, and it's kind of like uh, why would I even want to wear the Oculus Rift then? Did we talk about this last week? Because I remember I talking about this, or was we it? May very, we may very offline. Well May may have been with one of your other no. friends. Oh mm. yeah. <laughs> Speaking of See, space games, we got Star Fox coming too. A new Star Fox. Yeah. Yeah. So that's that, pretty cool. That that game kind of looked old to me. The graphics. It does, yeah, it's it's kind of it's well you know the thing is it's a Nintendo game so it looks like a Nintendo game. I guess, but like a Nintendo, uh, uh, what was it, Mario? Uh, Nintendo 3D World, I think it was. No, Mario 3D World, I think it was. Um, I think the Nintendo aesthetic looks fantastic. Like, in that game and in the new uh, Mario Kart, um, Mm -hmm. the graphics and effects are beautiful. Um, Same same in Splatoon. Uh, It works in Splatoon really well. Yeah, yeah. but I just felt like when I was watching the Star Fox stuff that I was watching like a 1080p version of an N64 game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I can't Dude, I can't really argue too much with you on that. You're such a hipster. <laughs> maybe <laughs> that's what people want. I mean, maybe they just want the exact same look um on a new console. Yeah, yeah I wonder I wonder how much um physics uh, how, how much more physics will be in in this iteration of the game, though? Mm-hmm. So I, don't yeah, know, we'll I was kind of upset to see that there wasn't going to be any online, um, yeah, least, you know, competitive or something. Yeah, yeah totally. Yeah. So I, I guess uh, Jimmy, what you were talking about with the sort of this virtual living room, because I had read somewhere else that they were talking about with the Oculus, you were going to be able to stream games. Uh, to your PC from the Xbox and then view them with Oculus. That's exactly um, how it works. It's it's yeah. bi- it, with Windows 10, they're building in the functionality for you to stream your Xbox One games to your PC. Um, mm-hmm. So basically, it's that plus when you plug in your Oculus, you can you're streaming the game and you're watching it in your Oculus in a virtual theater. Uh, which okay. like jimmy said isn't doesn't that's, sound very exciting <laughs> yeah that's not really that's doesn't. not vr that's not vr no it's that's really not. not it's you know but you know they're, they're at least 
at least they're starting down that path. And I'm sure that, you know, a year or two after release, we will start to see um, VR headset, uh, you know, games that are designed specifically for that universe uh, right. with Xbox. Right. It's possible, right. but I feel like even the Xbox One and PS4 now are not going to be able to run an Oculus or VR at all. You think right. it might be the next next gen, a bit a big thing for next gen? Yeah, um, I mean, or they're even. Like, like, I'm sorry. Well, like you were saying, I mean, if if Windows 10 will stream to your PC from your Xbox, then maybe you have to have both. Maybe you you know you, there will be games that you run in your Xbox that you have to have a PC to stream it to to do the VR component of it. Maybe. But the Xbox is going to be doing all the graphics processing. And I feel like at that point, why have the Xbox? Why not just use your PC? Well, if it's an Xbox exclusive title. That's true. But they also talked about Xbox One games, Xbox exclusive games coming. Oh, my gosh. My Xbox just turned on. Um. (laughs) (laughs) Knew you were talking about this. Um. Xbox kill. Xbox kill Jonto. (laughs) Uh, no, they're going to be bringing Xbox exclusive games to Windows 10. Um, so I think they've announced uh, Fable Legends and mm. something else. Um, what was it? What was the other thing? It was a it was a gear the Gears collection. I think the Gears of War. Yeah. Oh, okay. Collection that they're coming out with is going to come out on Windows. Um, mm. and I, I feel like the new head of Xbox, Phil Spencer, uh, he he's he seems like he's just a gamer and he just wants gamers to be happy. Um, yeah. And it sounds like he's going to try to bring more Xbox titles to PC, which sounds great to me. Yeah. Well, um, and let's not forget the CIG. I mean, it was a short uh, little love letter from Chris uh, from London. So I wish I was there with you guys, but I'm here making movies. So um, next, next year I'll be back. But um, I thought, um, and you guys, if you're interested to look at the Imperial News Network recap of the video, um, some of the images that were in there were just amazing. The, uh, oh, yeah, the, totally. The facial capture technology mm-hmm. is just is astounding. And they were they were saying, I think in reverse the verse, that this example of it is not even the, the cutting edge of what they're doing, that this is months old. I think um, um, I think it's safe to say that of, of all of the uh, flight sim space type games that are, are in the works. I, I think that CIG is the one that's pushing the envelope the most and building oh, without the, a doubt. Yeah, the biggest and most expensive um, space simulator out there. I think that I don't think there's anybody that um, can even touch uh, what they're doing at this point. Um, and I don't think that anybody's even going to try to be honest with you. It's what they're doing is extremely ambitious. And you know I know we talked earlier about right now we're in a bit of a lull. Um, but that doesn't mean that the work's not progressing. That doesn't mean that they're not moving forward. And um, so, if yeah. they're able, if they're able to pull off what they what they've promised that they can pull off, it's going to be something that nobody's seen before. Yeah, it is. I'm, I'm. Well, I mean, just and kind of my my point behind discussing uh, the space sim, you know, as uh, as talked about at E3, I'm feeling very positive for the genre going forward, um, and feeling like it, it it's not losing steam. Um, no, absolutely not. So I, I think uh, I think it's uh, for for us uh, us fans of the genre. It's uh, these are happy times. Um, yeah, they're, absolutely. They're early times. They're difficult times. We're we're taking our first steps. We're learning. We're learning to to crawl before we walk, before we run. And uh, 
I think this time next year we are going to uh, be even happier than we are now, if that's possible. <laughs> it's always possible. Yeah. Well, um, what do you say, guys? Um, are we are we putting bows on puppies now? Is I that what's happening? Are yeah, puppies I, being bowed? I think so. Bow that puppy. <laughs> hey, what if you guys wanted to make a, a Gwent community website? Oh, what would we do? I don't. I don't. What would we do? I'm. I'm confused and scared. John, could you tell me what we should do? You should probably go to engine.com where they have free hosting for all of your gaming community website needs just easy modules you know drag and drop super quick to do you know even if you want to do some more advanced html stuff it's even easy to do that um but if you don't know any html it's easy also like me i don't know how to do any html and I set up the Versecast website. So and it is a spectacular website. It sir. is. Thank you. <laughs> it's pretty. And for all of those those Gwent fans out there, yes, you should definitely use Engine because it's so easy. <laughs> Absolutely, it's so easy. I've changed my name again. Do you star star Gwent. <laughs> Perfect. I can't remember. Somebody told me to use Gwent this week for the engine plug. I can't, I think it was Vendis. Um, <laughs> of course it was. And, and he said that you guys wouldn't get it, but I think Gleep, have you been playing? No, no. But I'm I'm aware of of it in the game. I think we even talked about it on the show that it was like the game within the game, and there oh, are yeah. people that are so hardcore that they want to collect all the cards in the game. Yeah. Yeah, but um, Jimmy, are you lost? No, no, no. I, I, I'm familiar. We talked about it previously. I'm, I'm not Dang playing it. it, but I was I... trying to stump you guys. Nope. <laughs> you can try it again on the next show and see what happens. Don't forget, I'm also an excellent improvisationer. <laughs> Provisionalist. All right, <laughs> and Ronald Jenkins is cool too. So. Tweet me, Star Gwent, at House Gleep. Uh, email me at gleep at versecast.org. Jimmy, what are you going by this week? Uh, same as always. You guys can find me over on Twitter at Jimmy Croker. Uh, Boring. You can, yeah, you know, I'm just, I, I settle into a thing and I'm good with it, you know. <laughs> um, you can find me over at uh, Steam, uh, the official RSI site, and uh, versecast.org under Jackson, J A X S U N. And email me. I haven't gotten an email in like forever. Somebody email me, turd. I'm breaking my heart. I got no emails. <laughs> email me at Jimmy at firstcast.org. Break one off, turd. Ew. <laughs> you defecated. Phrasing. Incoming spruce goose. Find me at the only Jonto. You can email me at john at versecast.org. You can email the show at comms at versecast.org. Find us on Steam. Search for those guys with ships in the Steam groups. You can follow us on Twitter at VerseCast. We will follow you back. And make sure to use the hashtag TGWS and search for it also so that we can find all your tweets. And go to robertspaceindustries.com slash orgs slash VerseCast so that you can join those guys with ships. 
everyone is welcome and we would love to have you yay uh versecast.org is where we reside and where the forums are bustling even when the game isn't um we've got tons of conversation going on with all bunch of stuff we actually have somebody wanting to set up a, an FPS training, sort of along the same lines as uh, Ace's Flight Academy. So if you have something to say about that, you should come chime in. Mm-hmm. Uh, head over to iTunes, search for Versecast. We'd appreciate your review. And if you review us outside of the U.S., please send us an email or tweet please. us so that we know about it and we can find it. Because we do want to read all of the the... The reviews on the show. All right. And uh, folks, don't forget, if you're in the Northern California area, there is going to be a Star Citizen fan enthusiast. Um, is that redundant? Uh, anyway, there's going to be a meetup in Sacramento on Saturday, June 27th from 730 until uh, they throw us out. And that's going to be at the Co-op Game Room, Coin-Op Game Room, I'm sorry. And that's at 1908 K Street in lovely downtown Sacramento. Uh, we want to uh, give another shout out to Avi Physics for putting this event together. Uh, you don't have to be a, one of us, uh, one of us guys with ships to uh, to join. All all NorCal uh, uh, Star Citizen fans are welcome. Even even SoCal guys, uh, Jimmy. So I mean, if you've got like a Southwest ticket that's burning a hole in your pocket, you know, fly on up. Sure. Let me go ahead and uh, jump into my teleportation device and just make sure there's no flies in it. Mere moments from the uh, the fine Sacramento International Airport. This this place is, it's was, international. It's international because it goes to Vancouver. <laughs> for for a moment there, I wanted to hear like game show music behind you while you were saying that, like right by beautiful Sarasota. <laughs> I should get that reference, but I don't. But he laughed oh. anyway. He laughed anyway. Improvisation. Team player. Until next time, then, we are Those Guys With Ships, and this has been the Versecast. See you guys. See you later. Second week in a row. Wait, what? Man, just like the restraint. It's amazing, isn't it? I'm impressed. See ya! <laughs> Damn it! Damn it.